All right, praise God. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Praise God forever. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. New King James is what I'm going to open up with. And it reads, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want to read it one more time. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Praise God. You know, this scripture shows us the key to living in a right relationship with God. It's not just about getting, you know, your sins forgiven. It's showing you a key to right relationship with God. And we all know that sin is what keeps us from a right relationship with God. Amen? So, yes, we need our sins forgiven, but we need to understand that this is a key to right relationship above all. The reason we desire to be forgiven of our sin is so that we can be in right relationship with God. Amen? Praise God. I might also add that this, all, this shows us a key to living with others in this world that it's not just uh, a key to showing us how to get right with God it also shows us how to remain right with other people amen praise God so what is the key if we confess our sins father I thank you for your word today I thank you for causing the Holy Spirit to minister to each and every heart each and every mind cause your word to sink deep and that it might grow tall in and through our lives in Jesus name Amen I want to read one more time if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness praise God hallelujah again if we confess our sins this does not say it is not talking we do not say we have no sin in fact if you look at the uh uh, scripture the preceding verses there it says that we cannot say that if we say that we have no sin then you know we're not a, we're not doing with the will of God we're calling we're calling the scripture not true so you can look that in on your own but we do not say we have no sin and this could be calling sin a habit this could be uh, denying the truth of God's word about the sin you know, uh, God may call it a sin in his word, but the world around us today may say, oh, it's okay. We do not blame others for our sin. You know, we don't say I'm this way because my relatives. You know, we don't say I'm this way because of even the devil himself. Amen? Yes. No, we sin because we chose to sin. Period. The sin may have been a temptation of the devil. Yes. People may have done us wrong in our life. Yes. But we still chose who we are today. That's right. Amen. Right. Praise God. I can, you know, for every, every person that says I'm this way for some reason or another, we can point to people in history and even alive today that have overcome seemingly insurmountable odds in their life and they were mistreated they didn't 
have the best life, and yet they have rose to prominence. They have rose to position of authority and power. They've rose to wealth. They've rose. They've arisen. Amen? Amen. Why? Because they did not allow themselves to choose to be a victim. They chose to, in spite of what was happened, they were going to succeed. Amen? And in our relationship with God over sin, it has to be the same. We cannot allow our sin to lord over us because of, you know, maybe our situation wasn't the best. Maybe we didn't have the best relatives. Maybe we didn't have any relatives. I don't know. You know, but whatever the case, we chose who we became. And so this is what we have to do. We have to confess our sins and say, Here I am, Lord. This is what I have done. We do not rationalize our sin by saying things like, Well, everybody is doing it. Or it's no big deal. You know, the little, the little sins are still enough to send you to hell. Amen? You can be a nice sinner and you can be a real mean sinner. Amen? You can be somebody that in the eyes of the world you didn't sin very much, or you can be somebody in the eyes of the world you sin greatly. Doesn't matter. Sin is sin, and you will go to hell if you don't get free of it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Jesus is your Savior, not your works of righteousness. Amen. Amen. And so I want to look at it, uh, Genesis chapter 3 now, and we'll come back to 1 John 1 9. But we see. A, uh, a pattern from the very beginning uh, in chapter 3 verse 12 and 13 it says then the, uh, then the man said the woman whom you gave to be with me she gave me of the tree and I ate and the Lord God said to the woman what is this you have done the woman said the serpent deceived me and I ate now, that's just a little snippet there. That's just a little caption out of the chapter. But for the sake of this message, this passage, God is confronting Adam and Eve in this passage. What about? Their sin. That's what he's confronting them about. And after this was after they partook of the forbidden, the forbidden fruit. But it would be anything forbidden. Amen? In our lives, in our in our day today, we, we partake of the forbidden all the time. Amen? In our day and age. It may not be a, a fruit off a tree, but it's still forbidden by the Word of God. Amen? Amen? And so their conduct shows us the nature of sin. What is the conduct? Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent. Neither of them approached God and, and confessed their sin as their own choosing. It was somebody else's fault. It was somebody else. It wasn't me, God. You know, I'm a victim. I'm not the one that really did anything wrong. It was that woman you gave to me. And so we many times try to blame God for our sins. And dear ones, God is not our problem. Amen? Amen. Praise God. The Bible says God is not tempted, neither does he tempt. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So, again, the nature of sin, not the nature of righteousness, not the nature of getting free, but the nature of staying bound to sin, 
is not owning up to it, blaming somebody else. And you know, uh, in the end times, the Bible is clear on this subject, that the, uh, in the end times, the world will be filled with this type of attitude. And I think we're there. In Jude chapter 16, and this is the New American Standard because it, it uh, says it a little uh, more clearly in relationship to this message. But in Jude chapter 16, there's, or verse 16, there's only one chapter. It reads, these are grumblers, and these are the ones that will be at the return of Christ. It talks about, uh, you know, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied the coming of the Lord. What a great prophet he must have been. You know, we don't really hear a whole lot about the ones in Genesis because it was so far back. But Genesis, uh, Enoch was the one, you know, that didn't die. God just took him. Amen? You know, I think he got so close to God that God just said, Oh, just come on up here. Amen? Gave him a big bear hug and pulled him right into heaven. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. But anyway, he was some kind of prophet because in the very beginning, uh, you know, we, we are seeing something ha that hasn't even happened yet. Thousands and thousands of years, he peered through the periscope of time and he saw the return of Christ. Amen? Amen? And he also, in, in Jude now, Jude is talking about these are the type of people that will be around. In verse 16, these are grumblers finding fault. Hello. Following after their own lusts. They speak arrogantly, flattering people for the sake of gaining an advantage. So they're liars. Amen. So this is the kind of people. Now, some would say, well, that, that kind of people has always been around. I'm not saying it hadn't. But normally, those of prominence and authority, those that rule over people, those that have real impact, you know, especially preachers, you would think, would not be this way. But I'm not so sure that even the pulpits are immune. What do you think? But it's very important that we see that it's not just, you know, the common man we're talking about those that are in authority, the, those that are in power, those that uh, sway the masses. They are filled with this kind of conduct, with this kind of a heart. And that compounds the problems of the common man. We live in a time that is flooded with grumblers, fault finders, following after lust. And what is lust? I'm going to please self at the expense of you. That's lust. Now, many times people think immediately of sexual lust. That's a type of lust, but that is not lust only. That is sexual lust. But there is all kinds of lust. Amen? And so to please self at the expense of others. The true love that is, uh, you know, uh, exactly opposite of lust is I will I will please you because I love you I will do for you I will be for you I will do for you knowing it will cost me that's the love of God in Christ Jesus 
While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so lust is just the opposite of love. Lust is, uh, I, you know, you might as well just uh, yoke it together with hatred. Because the two feed one another. It is the age of self. The big I, which is right in the middle of sin. It is the age of self, and when they do such things, this, this people, they ignorantly condemn themselves, even as the forbidden fruit of the very beginning. Amen? The serpent said, Oh, you can be all of the, you can be a God yourself. Oh, all of this is yours. You don't have to listen to the forbidden things of God. And so, in order to be something more, they actually became very much less. And when we disobey God and when we seek after only to do our own thing, we will find ourselves suffering much more than we ever gained. We will find ourselves not only hurting ourselves, but those around us and those that follow after us, even as Adam and Eve brought sin to us. Amen? Amen. So again, we go to 1 John 1, 9, and it says, if we confess our sins, but it doesn't stop there. Notice what it says. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we confess our sins, we are also very mindful, we should be, and we should trust that God is faithful and just to forgive. God is faithful to us. Where is the just? He is just to his son. He is faithful to us as we cry out, and say, Lord, forgive me. He hears our cry. He is faithful to that. He hears us. Amen? Amen. And he is just to his son, Jesus Christ, because he died for our sins and rose again for our release from them. So never doubt that God is faithful and just to forgive your sins. Amen. He's faithful to us. And he is just to what Christ has done to forgive our sins. When we go to God asking forgiveness, owning up to what we have done, or maybe even the very things that we have not done, that God has called us to do, or the Word says we should do, there's the sins of omission as well as commission. Amen? Praise God forever. So we understand that as we go to God and we confess our sins, we are mindful that He will hear us and He will, because of Jesus, forgive us. Amen? Again, we're not taking lightly what we've done. We are confessing sin, true sin, that can damn our souls and lead us on the, the seed time harvest principle of greater sin in the future. Amen? Just as we should grow in our righteousness, our uprightness, our right standing with God, we should grow in that. That is based on a, on a kingdom principle. And if we sin 
and we continue in that sin and we don't get free from that sin, we will grow in our sin. And don't think you won't. So, thanks be to God. He is faithful to us and just to Christ in forgiving our sins. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So the scripture continues. It doesn't stop there, and I, I'm so glad it doesn't. Because here is the key from getting free from that sin. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all. Did you hear that little word? All. Did you hear how big it really is, though? All unrighteousness. There is nothing withheld from God's power to forgive and to cleanse our sin that we might become his righteousness. Amen. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let me say it again. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. From is huge there as well. And we'll get to that too. The key to getting free from sinful bondage is understanding that God not only forgives us, but He cleanses us. Amen? Amen? He forgives us and He cleanses us as if we have never sinned. But there's also a big key there so that we don't go back into that sin. You know, if I have a hold of uh, a dog on a leash, it may try to break free, but I got a hold of that dog, and unless it's extremely large, it's not going to overpower me. Amen? Amen? And I've had some pretty big dogs in my, in my lifetime. I've, I've had a wolf dog. And that was a big dog. I'm telling you, it was more wolf than dog. <laughs> but uh, that was a big dog. And it was a strong dog. But I was still able to keep it on a leash. Amen? Amen. I could walk that dog. Why do I say this? Because it does not matter as long as we are yoked to that sin, we will never get free from it. As long as we are see ourselves yoked to the sin that we have confessed to God, if we don't see ourselves freed from it, if we don't see ourselves cleansed from it, then it's going to remain walking with us the days of our life. Amen? This is key. He cleanses us. Our faith, our trust is in the faithfulness of God to do this. He's faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse of all unrighteousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So as we receive the cleansing by faith in God through Christ, we are able to live free from the bonds or bands of the of the bondage that are broken hallelujah Amen. broken by the faithfulness of God thank you Jesus so if if I was walking a, a very large dog and the leash broke now that's another thing isn't it then it's free from me now I can call it and he'd come right back you know but what I'm saying is Amen. you know after the bonds are broken 
we are free. We are no longer under the control of sin as our master. Amen? Amen. So when we approach God confessing our sins, we must also give those sins to Him and allow His forgiveness and cleansing in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives. Amen. Amen? We walk free. We cannot confess our sins and hold on to them if we are to live free from them. That's right. now, I don't know how many of you have grown up in the country, but you know there's some of these country roads that have ruts in them. And uh, you know if you fall in that rut, especially in rainy, slippery, muddy times, if you fall in that rut, you're going to just have to ride it out if it's a very deep rut. And you're going to have to just go in that rut till it ends. It's going to take a pretty strong vehicle to break out of this. You know, I'm talking about deep ruts. Amen? Amen? And it's the same way with our sin. If we continue in the rut of sin, then we're, we're bound to it, and we're just going to have to continue in that way. And then our relationship with God is going to suffer, and our relationship with man is going to suffer. And, oh, yeah, you will too. We will too. But if we can break free, if we can allow the power of God to come into our hearts, come into our minds, and begin to change our steps, so to speak, then we can live differently. Amen. God is able to right our wrongs. He is greater than our sin. Amen? He is greater than our sin. Let me say that again. He is greater than our sin. He is able to transform our lives for the glory of His name. You know, when I step in to take a shower, it doesn't matter how dirty I may be when I step in. I expect to be clean after the, the shower has done its work and I step back out. Amen? Amen? Are you listening to me? If I were to uh, take something from you, then I now have it and you do not. If I take it away from you, doesn't matter what it is, be anything. You know, whatever you have in your possession, if you give it to me and I accept it and take it from you, then you no longer have that. And it's the same with our sin. We come before God with our sin. We expect the shower of His love and mercy, His compassions that fail not, His, His faithfulness and His just toward his son his faithfulness to us and he being just to his son we trust in that that he cleanses us as well he forgives and he cleanses us from clear separation Amen. from all unrighteousness no longer mine hallelujah so as we acknowledge our sin let us also above and beyond that acknowledge the cleansing of the Lord your God and walk free. Amen. Leave it behind. Amen. Amen. God bless you.